1: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
2: This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. You know it better, Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Appreciate you joining us in the ESPN app. See your section Channel 80. And do not forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Ten minutes away from somebody who is not a fan of not only Drake May a quarterback, but not even Caleb Williams, two guys that'll go more than likely in the top three choices in the NFL draft that comes your way in about ten minutes. But when has that happened for you? We're taking your calls right now. Triple say ESPN. That is eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. In case you missed it, Monty Williams, Pistons head coach, was hot after having a game, a victory taken away from him when his team lost to New York Knicks last night.
3: Where's the New York media now? The absolute worst call of the season. No call. And enough's enough. We've we've done it the right way. <clears throat> we've called the league. We've sent in clips. We're sick of hearing the same stuff over and
2: over again. He is sick and hearing and tired of hearing the same thing over and over again. Eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. What was something that someone did in sports that caused you to lose it the way Monte Williams of the Pistons, as a head coach of that team, lost it last night? Before we get the calls, Harry, what about you? What was something that caused you to lose it the way that Monte Williams lost it last night?
0: Yeah, you guys know about this one. So we're playing the Buffalo Bills in Toronto, mm-hmm. and it's about a minute, two under two minutes to go in the fourth quarter. We're down seven. We have the football at the five yard line. It's right. third and goal. But previously, I felt like I got held a little bit. The refs didn't call it. So the very next play, me being out of my right mind, <laughs> I go block someone very aggressively. Uh huh. Um, he said something I did not like. Gave him a two-piece, helmet comes off.
2: Uh-huh.
0: I get a flag, and we're now backed up. And we ha- we have to score a touchdown to win the game. Now, right. I made up for it because the very next play, the secondary the Buffalo Bills couldn't let it go. Right. And I was able to draw a pass interference call. So okay. we got the ball first and goal, sitting in overtime. We finally won in overtime. Right. But that could have been a very, very, very bad moment in my career.
2: hmm
0: and with, now that I look back on it, it wasn't a smart decision at all.
2: It really wasn't. <laughs> it really wasn't. But we understand. And, and,
0: and, and you guys see the video, and I'm not posting the video, but yeah. you guys have seen it. You, Devin, uh, and Shannon. Oh,
2: oh yeah. <laughs> we got that whole thing in full tight in the color. <laughs> you turned like 30 different shades of red. Like, that's all you saw was red in that situation. For me, it, I haven't had too many moments i lost it playing sports, whether it's in high school or college. But as a fan, 1986. AFC Divisional Playoff game. Jets playing the Cleveland Browns. Freeman McNeil runs in for a touchdown. Gives the Jets a 20-10 to 10 lead. I'm thinking, man, we're about to have my team go to the AFC Championship game for the first time. Not in my lifetime, but for me to remember it as a Jets person, thinking this was like their best chance to maybe do something like this. I don't count the AFC Championship game versus the Dolphins because of the strike year, and the Dolphins cheated by leaving the tarp off the field because the Jets are too fast for them. So I'm never going to forgive them for that. But I'm thinking this is going to be the moment that I can be vested in it. I go to get some either the school cafeteria. I come back. That game is still going on, Harry. I'm like, what the bleep is going on here? Game was tied at 20. Browns had tied it after the Jets could not put the game away. And then they lost it on the game-winning field going overtime. I almost literally threw my TV out of the window, and we were five floors up. At Maple Dorm at Manchester University in Pennsylvania, I almost lost it. I didn't want to speak to anybody. People tried to call me. I didn't want to be bothered by a soul when that situation happened.
0: Here's another big one. When I was in Tennessee, yeah, like we used to bet amongst you know teammates mm. when certain uh-huh. schools, our schools, would play the whole nine, right? Sure. And I remember, man, it was it was it was some money down on my Louisville Cardinals versus uh-huh. Clemson and. Mm-hmm. I, uh, someone stepped out of bounds and didn't have the awareness to get a first down. Oh. And I lost. It was when Lamar Jackson was playing against Deshaun Watson. Okay. And it was at Clemson. Right. And, boy, I lost all the money. You talk about, boy, my teammates laughing at me. Because every time I had beat them in cards, I let them know all week long. Of course. Boy, they let me have it at pregame meal before me meetings, everything. And, I, ooh, I lost a lot of money, Freddie.
2: And almost,
0: I was I, yeah. I was hotter than a tamale, too.
2: And you almost lost your mind as well. I sure did. Triple H, say ESPN, eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. 3776 Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. What was something that someone did in sports that caused you to lose it? Like Harry lost it when somebody lost money in a game involving Louisville Cardinals and Clemson. Like I lost to my New York Jets in nineteen eighty six and the playoffs lost to Cleveland Browns, and like Monty Williams, Pistons head coach losing it last night, the way his team had that victory taken away from him and his team by the New York Knicks and really the referees. He's one of our favorites. He is brother unique in New Jersey. Unique, my man, what's going on? <laughs>
4: Pro fester <laughs> You Professor. unique. What's
2: happening, my man? I'm, I'm good, my man. How are you? How are you, Unique?
4: Woo. Man, that you know, I'm up staying sucker free, man, if that helps you. <laughs> you know, I'm staying sucker free, bro. <laughs> <coughs>
0: <coughs>
4: <coughs>
0: <coughs> Big K. What's up, Baby. What he do, man? What he do, man? Nothing much. I'm living life. I woke up this morning. Unique. That's all I need, man. There you go. That's all I need. Yeah, there I could
4: go. dig it. I could dig it, man. I could dig it. Listen, man. You know that that was that was you know just what I be saying about that basketball, man. That that Monty Williams. I'm big on him. You know, I like him. He's a good dude. Got a, got a war rap with, with the Suns, but last night that that was yeah that was terrible, man. And see, the worst thing about it is to put the extra damage on it. Mm-hmm. They're going to wait after the game, and the refs are, oh, yeah, well, well, we missed that call. You know, the game over now, you're going to come back and say you missed the call, man. And, you know, that's they got to stop doing that, man. That's, that, that was crazy how that play went down. You know, Detroit's a young team. They're young boys. They got excited. They're in the garden. They're trying to win, man. They're trying to put something together. You know what I mean? And they, they actually took that game from them, man. So, you know what I would do if I was Monty? Okay. As being the coach, you take what I would do. I would pick the 13th player on that team. Next time that ref refs that game. And i make sure we throw that ball over there near that ref. And that 13th player go over there and get that ball. Try to get that ball as best as you can, man. <laughs> and knock his head off his shoulders, man. <laughs> That's what I would suggest.
5: <laughs> That's
4: what I would suggest. So let me get to me, man, because this uh-huh. just happened today, man. You know, it's okay. really outrageous, man. I had to put my car in the shop, you know. I only deal with one dude. So he already know what time it is, man. You know, let's make this simple. Keep it simple. Don't you know, right. tell him what's wrong, fix it. When I show up, everything's good, everything's right, and let's move. Okay, so that was the plan. I show up. I told the man before I showed up, I called him, what's the math for now? How much owe you? 325. Okay, that's a little bit, but I got you. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm here. I'm there. The man takes the keys, try to open the car. It don't open. I told this man that was one of the problems when I bought the car to him. You know what I'm saying? I, I, Yo, my man, hey, Jim, I'm having problems opening the remote, won't work, you know, you fix it. No problem, Nick, I'll check it. I'll check it. (laughs) So he didn't check it, evidently, because he didn't open But I'm cool, calm, and collective. You understand what I'm saying? As a matter of fact, I'm in my my clock, so I ain't, ain't, you know, I ain't trying to do nothing serious to nobody. I just want that door to open so I can get out of there. So he gets it open and tells me, let me run back and put the tester on it. No need to put the tester, my man. What I'm going to do is, I'm going to take off right now. Because I feel my feelings getting filled, and I don't want them feelings to get the way they go to man, because it's not a good scene for nobody. And I traveled home, and I will see him tomorrow morning. <laughs> you didn't, you didn't pay him. <laughs> oh, of course, I paid him, man. You never, never that. I just didn't allow him. I didn't allow him to take up any more of my time, man. It, it, big, big time, man. You know, I go to counseling, man. It's for behavior management. Okay. My behavior was greedy to be unmanageable. You know, when people lie to me, I'm doing business with you, and you know how I get down. Just, just do it correct, man. You know,
0: take, I'm paying you as you know with respect. Don't, 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 man. You know, man. Well, you, unique. You know, I think all of us learned something from you a, a few times ago when you yeah. was like, you know, I'm not going back and forth.
2: Mm. I asked
0: for something to be done, right, and you know, it's not done, I hit the option button.
2: Uh Uh-huh, yes. Mm -hmm.
0: Unique, I used that the other day. I hit the option button. Okay. (laughs) And I said, you know what? Instead of me sitting here arguing, let me hit this button because... There are more options to this to, to find a solution to what's going on. Well, I said, yeah. man, Unique was in my brain, so I hit yeah. that button.
2: Well, you, you and Unique needed to be with Monty Williams last night at the Pistons head coach. He did not <laughs> use the option button. He went the nuclear button, blaming the media, blaming the referees, blaming everybody in the NBA for how his team got screwed last night. 888 3776 What was something that someone did, in sports or otherwise, that caused you to lose it? For example, Bulls 0405 says, Cordell Stewart to Michael Westbrook, Hail Mary, Hail Mary, Colorado versus Michigan. I remember watching that game like it happened yesterday. That's the one of the greatest throws that nobody talks about in history college football. Well, that ball was literally 74 yards in the air. Talking and, about
0: Cordell Stewart? Uh,
2: yeah, Cordell Stewart to Michael oh. Westbrook versus Michigan in the end zone, and he caught it off a deflection and landed in the end zone. And Keith Jackson, to this day, I'll never get that call. He just threw a touchdown. I don't believe it. Nobody could believe it. That ball's in the air like 75 yards. Talk about Doug Flutie's Hail Mary was fantastic. That's one of the greatest throws in college football. I heard nobody tell you Was talks those about. the
0: same years of Rashawn Salam?
2: Rashawn Salam, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Running back? Yeah. Running back, oh, yeah. That's when Bill McCartney, and they had some dudes in Colorado in the early 90s, and Cordell Stewart was, he was him back then, the way he's able to throw that football. Stephen, California, what was something that someone did in sports that caused you to lose it, my man?
5: Hey, how you all doing? Thanks for taking my call. Firstly, can I just say that I am so glad that uh, I get off work an hour earlier and I found you guys. I've been listening to this other channel on the other end of the band, and I'm glad (laughs) I got a chance to find you guys.
2: Appreciate you for that. Thank you.
5: (laughs) And I know, like uh, the guy just was saying, I probably needed some therapy because I held on to it for so long. They were celebrating my birthday in 2002 when that tuck rule, I just knew he had recovered a fumble, and they come back talking about some tuck rule or whatever they called it. And I <laughs> fell to the floor and rolled all the way across the room. My family was looking at me like I was crazy. <laughs> but that's the one time that I just lost it. And wow. it took me a long time to get over it. Wow. But uh, I'm good. I'm just hoping that the Raiders get uh come up with something to get us back on the winning side. I don't know who we're going to get for a quarterback, what you think. And just
2: thanks, thanks for the call. I well, Appreciate the kind words. We appreciate that, Stephen, California. And J.J. McCarthy, I could see them drafting him when it comes to him and the Raiders having that pick in the first round. But Eric Allen, one of our friends, guy who I think should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, 54 career interceptions, six, six touchdowns, off interception returns. He was in that tuck rule game, playing for the Raiders that night versus the New England Patriots. And I'll never forget, Harry, the first year we did the NFL and ESPN radio together, and he was the first part of the host, and then it would be Marcellus Wiley, Mike Dicka and everybody else after that. And they showed a replay of that because I think the Raiders were playing the page in a regular season game. I've never seen Eric Allen. He always has a great smile on his face. It was the first time I did not see him smile, and I was forbidden to bring up the tuck rule game because he says, I am never ever getting over that.
0: It it cut too deep, man. Absolutely. And it's like that sometimes. Like when you're doing something you you love and you feel like you're going to be able to advance uh, to, to the promised land, and it doesn't happen because of a rule that you probably feel like is stupid. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
2: I had no idea that rule exists until they explained it that night. I'm like, what the heck is a tuck rule? Me and you both. Yeah, although some Raiders fans fans are calling it the bleep rule. That rhymes with tuck. We'll just leave that alone as far as that goes. Terrence in Georgia, what was something that someone did in sports that caused you to lose it? Hey, what's going on, fellas? What's going on, my man? Long time no chat, man. How you been, Terrence?
3: Indeed, man. you yeah, your yeah, show is growing in popularity because the brother can't never get through.
2: <laughs> 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 well, we're glad you got through today, my friend. We're glad you got through.
3: Indeed, man. So my story is a personal one, man. And, uh, Harry, you might know some of these names, but it's November 16, 1990. I'm one of the top quarterbacks in the state of Georgia out of Evans High School. We're in the first round of the playoffs against Northside Warner Robins at International City Stadium. Yep. There's coaches in the stands. They want to see that band over that lefty throw the football. So I got coaches in the stands. They are doing, they're looking. We're putting on a show. We weren't supposed to be close at all. The score was 17-14 final. Now, along the way, earlier in that week, seventh period weight training was always the specialist for the football team. hmm Our kicker is out out running routes. Like, man, go kick the ball. Man, we don't ever kick. We never kick field goals, man. We never kick them. Now we going to need you. Go kick some field goals now. He missed three consecutive field goals. Oh. I I, I, I feel the
0: pain now. Me too.
3: But that wasn't even the worst part. We still in it. 99-yard uh, Houston option, didn't pitch it, kept it, took it to the house, 99 yards. We are in there, 17-14. Uh-huh. The next series, they 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 uh, they uh go three and out. We got the ball again. Now, I'm going to tell you now, my, my bootleg was the prettiest thing you've ever seen. 22 <laughs> waggles. Mm-hmm. Okay, T. We pull it, we pull it, we, we, we waggle that sucker, we're on that bootleg. All I see is two things, green grass and a wide-open tight end. Instead of throwing it to the wide-open tight end, uh-huh. I cut, planted up field, a run, and uh-huh. left knee, ACO gone. Oh, I'm on I'm on the field, heartbroken, until I look up in the stands. I'm not just heartbroken. I'm watching these coaches get up and leave the stadium. My mama didn't know I cut. She knew it after that because I, I went ballistic on that field, cussing myself out, but oh. not throwing the football to the tight end. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's
0: that's a heartbreaker right there.
2: Yeah. By the way, Evans High School he played at is not too far away from Augusta, Georgia. And I have relatives they, in the area. I know all they, about Evans. Big time.
0: But but listen, the school that they were playing, mm-hmm. Northside Warner Robbins oh, yeah. mm-hmm. is bigger than Evans. And I think Evans is a Evans is not is small. A hell, but man, you talk about Northside Warner Robbins, Warner Robbins, yeah. Houston County. Right. Like Man, they wow. play fo- – Westside, Macon,
2: mm-hmm. oh, yeah. they
0: play football in South Georgia. Oh,
2: man, Macon, Georgia, home of Otis Redding, by the way. So if they're half as good as the way he did soul music. I know they can do some things Ooh, down in Macon, yes. Georgia. Another one of our favorites is Todd in West Virginia. Todd, thanks for calling us on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio at 888-729-3776. Ter- terrific, Todd, what was something that someone did in sports that caused you to lose it?
3: Well, I got six older brothers. So anytime we played a pickup game, football game, anything, and you know as the youngest, you can't call fouls. Mm. You can't do nothing, and you always lose. But, no, on the for real, <laughs> Dan Schneider. Oh. They, they, I, was at the opening ga- I was at the opening game against uh, uh, the Cardinals, and I remember when he changed the name from Jack Kent Cook Stadium and sold out to FedEx. My dad said, this will be the end, man. And then we had what? Albert Haynesworth. Donovan McNabb, Jason Taylor, Deion past his prime, all that stuff. But on a funny note, when Jeff Triplett called Josh Norman for shooting the bow and arrow and threw a 15-yard penalty, I lost I lo- <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> he lost connections what he lost yeah, yeah i think the bowing now from josh norman took got his phone that's what i think happened as far as that goes wow that, that's a good one when he said yep. the beginning of the end that he knew that was going to happen yeah there are plenty of people that are on that line as far as that goes andre munford on twitter coleman esp and hdux 83 said the one thing in sports that made me lose it was when the houston Texans were 24 nothing to the kansas city chiefs and bill o'brien found a way to lose that game
0: I remember watching that game. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember what hotel I was in. Okay. God, I can't remember. Yeah. But Bill O'Brien decided to go for it on fourth down, gave some leeway to Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, and yeah. the miraculous comeback started.
2: Yeah, if you had told me that game would go from twenty four nothing to where it ended up, where they wouldn't score another point and Kansas City went on that kind of run, I would have never guessed that because when they were twenty four nothing, I said, Well, that's it for Kansas City. And the next thing you know, play after play after play after play after play. They I just can't make it where you were.
0: I was in New Orleans for the national championship. That's where I was. Was that Clemson, I was in LSU? New LSU?
2: Was that Clemson LSU? Yes, it was. I, I thought so. We were just yep. talking about that. Me, you, and Cam about Cam, our guys behind the scenes, a Georgia kid like you are, about that's still the greatest offense that he's seen in college football, the LSU offense with Joe Burrow and that cast of. Guardians of the Galaxy, mm, that he mm, had a wide receiver, Jamar Chase, and all those guys. Brandon in Florida, what was something that someone did in sports that caused you to lose it, my friend?
5: Um, I'm a I'm a diehard Hurricanes fan since I can remember. And um, it, even talking about it now, just, oh, man, I want to cry. Uh, when Crystal Ball did a kneel on the ball and run the clock out earlier this year against Georgia Tech, and then
0: they fumbled the very next play until they say we're done the field and scored and won the game. That that was yeah. inexcusable. I thought it was coaching malpractice.
2: Mm-hmm. And Even he the, admitted to it as well.
0: There's no reason why the running back should have had the football. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. sometimes
0: No yeah. reason whatsoever. Yeah. And, and yeah. remember, Miami was undefeated.
2: Absolutely. And they never recovered from that. They never, they never recovered from it. Never at all. Because something like that. And guys were literally weeping on the sidelines because they knew opportunities like that where you don't know what their season's going to look like. Maybe they play an ACC championship game. Maybe they go to a better bowl. Maybe they, so many different things mm-hmm. determined exactly because of a coach making that kind of decision where all you do is just take a knee, walk off the field, you shake their hands, and you take that victory into the locker room. and said, one of the worst losses I've seen by a college football team in a long, long time. Keep weighing in. Calls on something in sports that someone did that caused you to lose it, like last night, Monty Williams the Detroit Pistons head coach, how he lost it by having the referees take a win from his Pistons team. They only have eight on the season. And what happened in that game, a foul was not called in favor of Detroit. The Knicks went 113 to 111, and Monty Williams was warm. What was something that someone did in sports that caused you to lose it? If you didn't hear what Monty Williams had to say, you'll hear that, and then we'll hear from you at 888 Something that someone did in sports that caused you to lose it, like we heard from Monty Williams last night, of the Detroit Pistons. 888 729 3776. Your calls are next on Freddie and Harry, and this is ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. He's Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman, together on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on Sirius X and Channel 80, and I always tell you, a smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Harry and I have our skeletons when it comes to something that someone did in sports that caused us to lose it. For Harry Douglas, <laughs> he had two. One in an NFL field where somebody just decided to go way past the line. And Harry said, I'm going to go way past the line upside your head. And also, when his Louisville Cardinals played against Clemson and somebody didn't stay in bounds, could have gotten the first down, and he wound up losing money. For me, the New York Jets, 1986, on the way AFC Championship game of 20 to 10 versus Cleveland in Cleveland, where the dog pound wasn't barking, they were meowing. And then all of a sudden, I go to eat dinner in the cafeteria. I come back, the game is tied, the Jets wind up losing. That caused me to almost throw my TV out the window. Harry, it's a miracle that TV survived because there was a chair in my dorm room that did not survive that whole experience. <laughs> it did not survive that whole experience.
0: <laughs> it, it's so funny when things like this happen because you also know people mm-hmm. who bet on get certain games and stuff too. Absolutely. By, by, by their, like, Reactions. Good point. To certain things happening.
2: hmm. But every play, they're living and dying with every play, and their team's not playing in the game,
0: right.
2: <laughs> and they don't play fantasy football.
0: Work to the wise. <laughs> can't be, can't be gambling your rent money now.
2: No, 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 not at all. Real. I got a quick story about that. We're gonna get to your calls at Triple A, say ESPN, eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Somebody used to work at ESPN radio, who's our main name is Steve Coughlin, part of SportsCenter with Scott Van Pelt every night. And this is when he first got started here. So he was, you know, PA and everything like that. And I'm working on the weekends. So college football season's going on. And he comes in, hey, Frank, I got to talk to you real quick. I go, okay, what's up? He goes, you know, how good is Navy's defense? I said, that defense not any good. Goes, what about the offense? Oh, the offense can score. And he said, well, you come in. They can't play any defense either. I said, all right, how much did you bet on the game? <laughs> he goes, I, I'm not a limited assessor. You better tell me if I give you the right kind of information. So he bet his rent money on the over-under in that game. And I said, what's the over-under? He said, it's 55. I said, oh, don't worry. Don't go past that over-under like it's nothing. Man, you've never seen somebody so happy to hit the <laughs> over-under <laughs> with their red money on the line. And I said, now, if you had lost, what would have happened? He goes, oh, I couldn't go home. There's no way. My mom would not have bailed me out of jail. There's no way I could have gone home. That's <laughs> far as that goes. What about all-time stories about people betting on games and potentially losing it if they had not had that hit that number when it came to over-under involving UConn and when they played against Navy way back when. 888-729-3776. What was something that someone did in sports that caused you to lose it? Like Monty Williams, Pistons head coach last night. His team lost to the New York Knicks 113-111. A foul was not called against the New York Knicks and Monty Williams let everybody have it, including the media? Where's the New York media now? The
3: absolute worst call of the season. No call. And enough's enough. We've, we've done it the right way. <clears throat> we've called the league. We've sent in clips. We're sick of hearing the same stuff over and over again.
2: So what was something that made you lose it like that in sports? Mark in Kentucky, my friend, what do you got for us from Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio?
1: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
6: Hey, what's up, fellas? What's up? What's hey, fun? listen, love the show, number one. Listen to y'all just about every single night. Thank you, brother. So, uh, listen, my story, uh, is kind of like yours, Harry, uh, but, um, or Freddie, but, uh, here's the thing, uh, it was the Christian Leitner. Duke and Kentucky game. Oh. Everybody knows the shot, as we call it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm 12 years old, and uh, at that time the popular thing for everybody was a waterbed. So um, here I am. I'm in my waterbed. I'm watching the game. I'm see here in Kentucky. I'm in Eastern Kentucky. So here in Eastern Kentucky, Kentucky's our only Kentucky basketball. That was our pro sports team before uh-huh. they had pro sport. You know. Before they became all pros, right? So uh, we we live we live and die by blue. And uh, here I am thinking we got this game. I mean, I'm right in that time where I'm just a fan, the biggest fan ever, so excited. And then Christian Leitner hits that shot. Well, let's just say uh, there was a flood that night in my room.
0: (laughs) Everything in the room wet. He was an angry, (laughs) angry, not a man, angry, angry boy. (laughs) Harry,
2: Harry, something tells me that you're not too sad about that story. I guarantee Harry's not sad about that story. Not at all.
0: Now, we appreciate you, Mark.
2: Uh Uh-huh. I appreciate you more than Harry does, Mark. to Fred
0: and Harry every single night.
2: We appreciate that as well.
0: But I am a Louisville Cardinal.
2: Uh Uh-huh. Yes, you are.
0: Louisville basketball was good. Uh Uh-huh. Louisville basketball could have saved you. Mm-mm. But you chose Kentucky, Mark, and now everything was flooded in the house. <laughs> everything.
2: Big Blue Nation is a strong nation, my friend. It sure when is. When it comes to Kentucky. That, <laughs> that is still the greatest basketball game. Not NBA, not college. That is still the greatest basketball game I've ever watched. That game. I didn't care who won between Kentucky and Duke, but that is literally the greatest basketball game I've ever watched. I can recite that game from memory. Every play, every sequence, what happening under timeouts, Bern Lundquist and Lynn were doing the game. That is still to this day, Harry, the greatest basketball game I've ever seen. I've ever seen. I am kind of glad to have it. Yeah,
0: that's back man when Kentucky was Kentucky though,
2: yeah, and they were getting started with Rick Patino. Yep, but they called them. The, they had the, uh, the uh, that whole team where they had them and guys that other schools didn't want, and they were playing against mighty Duke or Christian Layton, and Grand Hill and Bobby Hurley and all those guys and everything like that, and they gave them hell. For 40 minutes until that pass from Grand Hill, the Christian Leitner completely flipped that around. I I can remember that game like it just happened two seconds ago when it comes to Kentucky versus Kentucky. Get your
0: life jacket. It's a flood. (laughs) Our boy Mark, let the waterbed have
2: it. You better leave Mark alone, period.
0: (laughs) I like Mark. Mark in Kentucky. I'll be up there soon. there you it,
2: go. That's right.
0: Mark, you know, I love Kentucky, you know.
2: Exactly. You love Louisville more than Kentucky. I, we well,
0: it. I'm talking about the state. You know yes. I'm
2: damn sure talking about Louisville. I know that from a standpoint. No doubt about that. Don't crucify me, Louisville oh, fans. No, no. I'm not talking about Big Blue Nation. Oh,
0: They know. They, they know
2: you're representing. <laughs> Eric in Connecticut, what was something that someone did in sports that caused you to lose it?
5: Hey, guys. Love your show. Makes my drive home a, a big laugh fest. Thank you, brother. Um And Coincidentally, my story is about the Pistons, 1986 Eastern Conference Finals Game Six. Oh. You know, Bird steals the ball. He goes up to the eight, lays it in. hmm That was bad enough, and I'm living here in Connecticut. <laughs> so that game wasn't over a minute, and I get a phone call in the days where there was no caller ID. Right. And it was my woman, who would be my wife, calling from Ann Arbor, Michigan, 40 miles away, letting me have it. Boy, I ripped her a new one. I had curse words I didn't even think I knew about. I was so ticked off.
2: And she married you anyway?
5: She married me anyway. <laughs> and she was
0: a selfish man, which made it worse. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, ha, ha, ha. See, she understood wow, she did. he was
2: very emotional at the time. But she still pulled the hairy dogs and let him have it. Yep. <laughs> you, you you try to deny it. It's like you tried to tell yourself, I would. Yeah, I would have done something like that. I I'll, I'll never get that. It was Game Five, by the way, because that game was in Boston. And he mentioned Eric in North Carolina, the famous call. Just Google this. And it was Johnny? It, I forgot Johnny Johnny Most, who was the play-by-play announcer of the Boston Celtics. All right, that's a steal by Bird. He cannot deny Johnny Mose's happening. What a great play by Bird. That's how Johnny Mose sounded the majority of his career (laughs) as the play-by-play voice of the Boston Celtics. I ran into his grandson when I was teaching at Marist College in Poughkeepsie, New York. Could not have been nice. And I said, I remember meeting your grandfather in a bar in Boston after the Celtics game, and his granddad could not have been nicer. How oh, you guys doing? Oh, glad to. Are oh, you not Celtics fan? Are oh, you Knicks fan? I feel so sorry for you. That's how he sounded, <laughs> Johnny Most. But a legendary figure. But that's why he sounded. Oh, that's bad. Get on the Dennis Johnson, to it up and in. what a bird. That's what he sounded like, Johnny. But Most. I do.
0: I do want to give a shout out to his lovely wife because she yeah. understood that really wasn't him. He was just really hurt at the moment. Absolutely. It was that. Was, that wasn't who he who. He is as a man. But, it wasn't him.
2: But as a Celtics fan, respect to her to let him have it <laughs> and marry her. And, to you're, many.
0: and it, you're smiling the back here. Absolutely,
2: <laughs> exactly. Take uh-huh. that. Take that game five loss and take it with you. Celtics won that game. You it? <laughs> wow. Name calling. That's what we're doing? That, that's not right take, to do that to Eric in Connecticut. Name no, that's what, she, that's,
0: that's what she was thinking. Take oh, that. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh really? You take that, you filthy animal. Oh, really? So,
2: <laughs> so back in the hot tub time machine going back to 1987. Oh, really? As far as that goes. Drew in Arizona. Thanks <laughs> calling us. a Freddie Harry. What's so damn juvenile? Triple eight. Say ESPN. eight eight seven two nine three seven seven six On ESPN Radio. The Mighty Drew. What was something that someone did in sports? That caused you to lose it,
6: yeah, man. It was the uh it was the national it was the tournament bro two thousand five illinois
4: killed me bro i was uh watching my team just score and score thing that someone did in sports that caused you to lose it.
2: I want Drew to turn on his radio. Because, Drew, turn on your radio. We want to have you back to finish that.
4: Sorry, man. Yeah, yeah, Sorry about that. It got, okay. got mixed up on my phone there It like, linked into it. No so, problem. Yeah, I was watching the uh, 2005 tournament, bro, and uh, Salim Stoudemire was going nuts. I had this whole get up. I was wearing a number 20 jersey. I had a, I had a headband on. I had an afro. All my friends were over at my house here uh, right next to U of A. We were going crazy getting ready for the Final Four, we were watching our team just go nuts and then luther head and darren williams mm-hmm. those two players i couldn't even watch them in the, in the nba because <laughs> of how
6: bad they did my team <laughs> and uh when they destroyed U of A, I couldn't talk to anybody for like a week my girlfriend i had to like I, I i told her i said i love you but i can't i can't talk to anybody it was it was a dark time i'm not gonna lie to you man here in tucson
2: by the way that arizona team, the illinois team excuse me he talked about with d brown Darren Williams and all those guys—they didn't have a start of a six-six. You know how I know? I I, I know how you know. They beat my Louisville Cardinals in the the final four. I know. I know how you know. know So as he's
0: talking, I'm shaking my head, saying to myself, "Damn, Darren Williams and Dee Brown. (laughs) I wonder why I highlighted that call.
2: (laughs) Oh wow, Savage from Devin Kane. I remember that giant segment. Yeah, I can't believe be you, Dale. Uh, wait, I'm sorry. Have you okay, not met I Devin Kane? I can't believe you, did. <laughs> By the way, Salim Stoudemire gets lost in history. Man, he could ball, man, at the University of Arizona. He sure could, could do his thing, man. I mean, those Arizona teams under Lute Olsen, when they finally won that national championship that happened in 1996, 1997, and they were able to have that great run. He started getting all those California guys, and Arizona players started coming through wanting to go there as well. But, yeah, Salim Stoudemire, man, he, he could get it when it comes to that. But it's like, I wish we could see Harry's face right now with that Illinois tee that kept your Louisville team going to the final four that year.
0: Yeah, man, because like it was a pivotal moment in Louisville's university because all sports teams were like really, really good. And you know, we all supported one another, so we're like, man, we're we, we going to the natty.
2: Right, exactly.
0: And then D. Brown and Darren Williams had different players. Yeah. yeah but, but, Illinois. Yeah,
2: yeah, he, they, they, when they ran that swing offense, man, he bring that ball to the court at six foot four, but like an NFL strong safety, man, yeah, he, he had handles beyond handles when it came to Darren Williams playing for that Illinois basketball team. All right, in North Carolina, what was something that someone did in sports that caused you to lose it?
4: Man, I played I played baseball in high school, and we had a little short, fat left fielder who couldn't run, couldn't throw, he could barely see. <laughs> well, anyway, we playing. There's an all American at the plate, all right. and he hits a screamer down the left field line. And I all I can hear is the coach, Art, right, go get it, go get it. So I told I told you the producer, I ran about three twenty. It was more like about maybe two, 270, 280. Uh-huh. And when I got it, the kid with the All-American was rounding third. When I turned the holes loose, I short-hot the catcher. The catcher caught it, and then he drops the ball when he makes the tag. Oh. Uh-huh.
0: Disappointing. (laughs) We're we're all disappointed. We're like, oh, like.
2: Because I'm getting a mental image in my mind right now of a play like that. And can you imagine you do everything right and somebody had one job to catch the ball as the catcher? (laughs) Is Art, hold on, is
0: Art still on the line? Yeah. Yeah, Art, why didn't you hit the damn cutoff, man? (laughs) I was the cutoff man. I was okay. The you was okay. Uh-huh. You was a cutoff man. <laughs> uh-huh. I love. I love the idea that
5: he had to run all that way because the guy in left field couldn't get the ball. Exactly. Oh, oh. my
2: goodness. Art said, <laughs> was, "I, I would have been the cutoff man, but I had to go get the face. Exactly. Off. Art was like, "Look, I did my job and his job." Oh, man. <laughs> he said. Oh, my goodness. He goes, big, I was big, the cutoff
0: man. <laughs> Big boy wasn't going to get that baseball.
2: <laughs> People weighing in on Twitter, Chris Limley says, this is when I lost it. When Magic hit that junior, junior hook shot on three Celtics in the garden. Ouch. During the NBA finals. yeah, I remember that one. Wait, Kareem was open underneath, but Magic hit it over Parrish, McHale, and Bird. Drained it. Part of the Celtics losing that series four games to two when it came to playing against the Los Angeles When you're Lakers. in the zone, you're in the zone. Yeah, that's what he did, no doubt. Talladega Terry says, Oh man, Scottie Reynolds driving full court for a game-winning layup for Villanova against my Pittsburgh Panthers, and DeWan Blair not holding his ground because that was the Panthers' year. They had, that was the best year to go to Final Four. He had, had no ACLs. Seen. He had no ACLs. Dewan Blair. DeJuan Blair had no ACLs yeah. in his knees, exactly. That's why he didn't get drafted as high in the pros. because said, Man, you got no ACLs in your knees, but... That Pittsburgh team and the Jamie Dixon, that was their year mm-hmm. to be that Final Four team. Keep weighing in on Twitter, Coleman ESPN. And at Douglas 83 what was something that someone did in sports that caused you to lose it? And also keep weighing in, 888 3776 And you're going to find out what is the loneliest city in the United States. It's Freddie and Harry. You're never lonely with us on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Freddie and Harry Podcast on ESPN Radio. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman. We are Freddie and Harry. Thanks for joining us on SiriusX and Channel 80. And I'll tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. A couple of more from you online at Coleman ESPN and at HDogs83, part of Twitter, about something that someone did in sports that made you completely lose it, like Monty Williams, coach of Detroit Pistons, lost last night. When the Pistons lost a game to the New York Knicks, a foul was not called. He says we're an eight-win team, and you guys are not going to give us any breaks. And he was mad at everybody, the media, the NBA. Fans, you name it. Got a couple more for you, Harry. Bilal Living, hanging out with us, says, Late 80s, I'm in Mogadishu, Somalia. We were playing soccer versus a rival neighborhood. Five minutes left in the game. We're up 2 nothing. One of the opposing players' father took the ball. We were playing for money. Therefore, we all split the money.
0: No, we got to jump on that father. <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh pops where are you going there's money
2: on this game that is the you, ultimate remember example. the other day when yeah. keeping it real well, oh well, it moment real you going. know
0: you messed up
2: oh yeah exactly that mm-hmm. would
0: have been for that would have been for pops
2: gotta <laughs> be keeping it real going wrong
0: you better <laughs> pop, listen here you better put that ball back down there's money on this game
2: <laughs> mike lane says and i'm guessing i'm guessing he's a yankees fan damn kurt Schilling. And his damn bloody sock for the Boston Red Sox. Mm. I'm guessing he's a New York Yankees fan. Yep. Yeah, up 3 0. Yeah, believe me, the Red Sox fans and Yankees fans will never, ever forget that when it happened. Each and every night around this time, we know that you're busy, you got things to do, and you can't be caught up on everything. Lucky for you, that's where me and Harry come in. They may not be the top stories of the day in other news, but you need to be in the know. This is In Other News. The Chamber of Commerce.org has pointed out these are the loneliest cities in the United States. According to the Census Bureau, more than 37 million Americans live alone, representing 29% of all U.S. households, and that trend of living alone continues to rise. So I'm going to go from 10 to number one. According to their list, these are the loneliest cities in the United States in terms of percent of one-person households. Richmond, Virginia, that's number 10. Minneapolis, Minnesota, that's number 9. Alexandria, Virginia, that's number 8. Cincinnati, Ohio, number 7. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, number 6. Cleveland, Ohio, number 5. Atlanta, Georgia, number 4. 47% of households in Atlanta, Georgia are one-person households. Oh, no! I know. Number 3, St. Louis, Missouri. Number 2, Birmingham, Alabama, and the loneliest city in the country, with 48.6% of one-person households, Washington, D.C.
0: Man, is is it because there's so much temptation and so many other things that can be done in some of these cities?
2: Could be. Could be.
0: See, that's why I'm glad I don't live in the city anymore. I live all the way up north by the Mall of Georgia, away from everything. Uh, yeah, Me man. and my
2: family. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, where do men live alone? Atlanta, Georgia number 10. Yeah. I'm not going to comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> where, where where women live alone, Atlanta, Georgia number 3 in the country. I'm not going to comment <laughs> on that one either. <when> <laughs> <laughs> I almost got him, ladies and gentlemen. Harry Duggs, I plead defensive when it comes to that. And Bernie, your way next. For Harry Duggs I'm Freddie Coleman. This has been Freddie and Harry on the mighty ESPN Radio. Take care. God bless always. Don't be lonely. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio.